wcbn.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot. Save there, and rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. Ticket, you're a homeboy under that hair. Dead gum television. Mr. Zappa, I, uh, I can only say that I find your statement to be boorish. to What Else But WCBN FM in Ann Arbor 88.3 Mamón, hijo puta, cabrón Well, uh, good evening. Uh, welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. My name is Dick Whaley and I'm Jim Dwyer. Holidays are always kind of good, I think. Take a little respite from the news. <laughs> I actually deliberately suspended my subscription to the New York Times for a week just to kind of uh, forget about things and skipped some of my news shows, figuring it would be a slow week of news, and it was, really. Of course, uh, another mass shooting with uh, strange comments from... Various Republican presidential candidates, uh, just to mention this very quickly, since we don't have many facts about what really happened, other than it does seem to be quite obvious that the Planned Parenthood facility was targeted. We'll give a brain damage award to the shooter. He uh, created uh, two widows, one widower, and six orphans, seemed to have killed a... Killed a veteran. Veteran, a police officer, and a homemaker. All in the name of no more killing. No more killing or I'm a wacko. And it's bizarre, but gun violence in terms of these mass shootings, which is a special category kept by the FBI. Quoting here from a uh, <clears throat> article in the uh, October 22nd edition of the London Review of Books by Andrew O'Hagan, who's the alpha male now, kind of a psychological profile of these mass shooters, their problems online, their problems with uh, death metal music, uh, loneliness, uh, women insecurity, they're usually living at home, they're unhappy, fully armed, they're gun collectors. Um, some of them are skipping their medications or 
in need of medication. And Some they, are just dickless and afraid. Yes, and they have strange God complexes. Uh, also, many of them are obsessed with the Columbine shooting, which, of course, took place in Colorado. Just wanted to mention this uh, in regard to the FBI's data. According to the FBI, there have been close to 200 such mass shootings since 2000. Uh, 486 people have died, and then... 557 have been wounded as of September last year. So this doesn't even include all of the incidents this year. Uh, Andrew O'Hagan was writing, by the way, in response to the community college shooting in Oregon. Um, Each time a shooter goes on the rampage, police and journalists, and I'm quoting from Andrew O'Hagan here, disappear into the dark woods of the World Wide Web looking for clues while the president stands at a podium and berates his own culture for understanding nothing. There have always been killers, and they have often left pieces of writing behind. Think of Jack the Ripper and his notes written in blood. Some of them were even called manifestos. The Manson family, a previous group of bent fans of popular culture who heard messages in songs, believed in a program of salvation that required the slaughtering of human pigs who put them down. Um, One quoting from one of these wackos, I didn't start the war, Roger wrote in his manifesto. I wasn't the one who struck first, but I will finish it by striking back. I will punish everyone, and it will be beautiful craziness. And of course, we get a lot of hype in America about uh, Islamic uh, terrorism and the fear that that engenders and all of the hyperbole associated with it. A study earlier this year showed that non-jihadist zealots this year have killed far more people than the so-called jihadists here in America. Well, here in America, your chances are better of getting struck by lightning or attacked by a shark uh, than being attacked by a jihadi. But you know, I heard somebody say on NPR this afternoon that gun violence, strictly by the numbers, is said to be down um, and that these mass shootings are relatively rare. Well, I question the last part of that. Gun deaths may be down statistically. Uh, over previous years, but it seems like the mass shootings occur biweekly, uh, sometimes uh, with greater regularity than that. So, uh, okay, maybe statistically, sure, your chances of being involved in such an unfortunate scenario are relatively rare because there's so many people in this great land of guns of ours. Um, but, I mean, they seem weekly. Yeah, and, and of course, many of them are sort of copycat-oriented, and I think that the internet, there has, I think, clearly been an increase in what are called mass shootings, defined by the FBI as a situation where there are at least four casualties. On the good news side, uh, the Michigan Court of Appeals has tossed out a lawsuit filed against the University of Michigan regarding the... Uh, interests of an Ann Arbor man to carry guns on the campus here. That is good news. We do not need guns on campuses. Campuses are already uh, (laughs) lively places of uh, activity 
and guns serve no social purpose other than killing people. There are no game that I'm aware of on campus worthy of shooting. Yes, there are squirrels. There are bees. Ann Arbor has lots of bees, thank God, because we still grow flowers in this wonderful city. And uh, maybe that's a good transition. Well, I'm reminded of the Monty Python skit of the uh, the two hunters who are out searching the wild for a mosquito, a with, mosquito. A, with, a, with a machine gun because there's nothing more dangerous than a wounded mosquito. <laughs> Don't want to be uh, undergunned. But schools of any kind, uh, there's really, uh, because this individual locally has tried to uh, go to local high school events. Um, I don't even think the dude has a kid in that school. So well, it's he, like he's making a point of being yeah. a jerk about, I have a right which supersedes your right. Well, which and is what the game is all about. And of course, the good thing about the ruling from the Court of Appeals, obviously, the NRA is, might have money behind this guy's cause. Hopefully it's a lost cause, it's a stupid cause, and it is counterproductive to modern American society. This uh, guns on campuses issue has been raised, by the way, in several states, um, including Texas. Well, there was yet another mass shooting um, recently at a college in Texas. And this idea that people, civilians, are going to somehow save you with their guns don't believe it. This happens in the movies. Killing people is uh, a highly trained specialty that the military and the police spend months training people. And violence and guns are connected. This has got nothing to do with hunting. Um, guns are used in crimes. I mean, we had this outrageous situation in Chicago over the week within the last week or two, where a nine-year-old boy was assassinated as retaliation for gang warfare to send a message to his father. This is demented behavior. I understand an arrest has been made in that case. And this is just outrageous conduct by any individual. And as for the problems with the Internet and this sort of lovelorn, forlorn personality um, that watches too many videos and is sort of wrapped up in a kind of narcissistic loneliness. Um, we need to look at what's really going on here. The media needs to examine the idea of posting the photographs of these people. Uh, what should be posted in the in in the media is their skull, their six feet under look. That's what they are. Yeah, I've long argued that uh, these often are uh, individuals who want to become celebrities. I'm not saying that this recent shooting is is one of these. The photos I've seen of that individual in the Colorado Springs thing, he just looks nuts. Um, yeah, and the only in a trailer in the mm -hmm. middle of a field in the middle of nowhere outside of town. Um, and he may he might not have any social media personality. He was in his mid fifties, as I recall. Uh, yeah, he's probably on the old side for that end of this uh, 
cultural uh, milieu, I guess, for lack of a better word, that is often uh, believed to be at the heart of uh, some of these shooting incidents. Um, but uh, that's not necessarily the case. I have, you know, I never say the name of the guy who murdered John Lennon. Yeah. Out loud. Because he doesn't deserve a name. Neither do any of these guys who go off and destroy the lives of innocent people simply going about their business. They have uh, sort of surrendered their right to have a name as far as I'm concerned. And I think the papers are mistaken. They should just give some sort of brief statistic. You know, young man, 24, blah, blah, blah. Name withheld, blah, blah, blah. Who, who cares? Yeah, and I think that we've seen experts to investigate and examine this year in particular, the just weirdness of, you know, community colleges uh, shooting in a hospital, Mm -hmm. um, a massacre in a church, um, you know, nine people killed by a racist. And Obama's right. This cannot be considered normal because this didn't happen when I was a kid. You know, there were, you know, mass killings and occasional mass shootings, but not with this regularity. Not with this regularity. And, of course, uh, you know, restaurants, one of the things that's so appalling about the events in, in Paris is that these are these are public places mm-hmm. where people gather. Um, and, you know, almost all of the casualties other than one suicide bomber or apparently one victim that was killed near the sports stadium. Those those guys might have just been um, decoy distraction uh, people that were part of a criminal operation, a diabolical criminal operation. Might have been suicide bombers that didn't even know they were going to die. Might have just been pawns in the game. We don't know. That's still being investigated. But uh, um, th- this is very troubling. I r- do recommend this article... Who's the Alpha Male Now by Andrew O'Hagan uh, regarding a sort of a intellectual analysis of some of the uh, mass shootings in the United States uh, recently and the troubling implications for our society. And, of course, what will we do here in America about this problem? Absolutely nothing. Congratulations for inaction, excuses, weakness. And uh, for a couple of presidential candidates, specifically Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorini, to exploit this for political purposes regarding the abortion issue uh, is sickening in and of itself. Uh, Planned Parenthood has been attacked all year by the Republican-controlled Congress based on false edited videos. End of story. And, and of course, that's been you know echoed and magnified in the Fox media entertainment industry. And just for the record, um, abortion clinics are actually federally protected now as a result of some of the shootings and the deliberate targeting of abortion clinics by these nuts that are associated with the right to life movement. They're not part of the right right to life movement. But Operation Rescue has clearly been implicated in some of these uh, previous attacks on abortion clinics. And uh, how ironic that Colorado uh, Springs had had a a recent mass shooting just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Tragic, sickening. What will happen? Unfortunately, nothing. 
What did we do in response to the shootings at the Newton School in Connecticut? Nothing. Nothing. We're coming up on two years on that. We had a discussion for a couple of weeks. It looked like something might happen, but uh, we got a filibuster, thanks to Mitch McConnell, who wants to talk about the war on coal. <laughs> he is not old Ken Cole. He's not an old <laughs> old soul. He is a, a loser. Uh, I better not quote the rest of those Beck <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> no, I think our listeners can fill in those uh, lines themselves. <clears throat> well, uh... Boy, it must be thrilling to live in New Hampshire and get your phone bombarded with text messages by Governor Chris Christie. Uh Uh-oh. Apparently, that's his approach. Uh, There's a rather hilarious article today in the New York Times. uh, Chasing endorsements, Christie showers New Hampshire with calls and texts. And uh, the the language of these is pretty funny. Uh, He texts a Scott Hilliard, the sheriff of Merrimack County, and says, again, this is the governor of New Jersey, to a sheriff in New Hampshire, please tell me what I have to do to earn your support. Drop out of the race. (laughs) Well, I would say uh, (laughs) I don't know if this is actually uh, one of those uh, acronyms that people use in texting, but LM. T-F-A, leave me the alone. I see. (laughs) Uh, Because, uh, obviously, uh, as most people are aware, anybody can send a text message saying it's from the phone. You know, so I I don't even think this is a genuine Chris Christie communication effort. I'm sure he has a battery of flunkies with uh, cell phones, all with accounts in his name, Churgling out these messages. It's not like Chris Christie is busily all day, uh, but he's saying things that are just so pathetic sounding and desperate. Um, Christie uh, says here, a dedicated but playful texter who seems to prefer the medium's blunt brevity to endless phone conversations has showered Miss Seistek with messages. Uh, when she told the governor after a meeting that he was among her top three choices for president, a message shot right back saying, happy to be in your top three. I want to be number one. Oh, boy. He's <laughs> probably number three. Well, Christy, um, as the New York Times uh, pointed out in urging him to drop out of the race several months ago, remains on his vanity project. Indeed. He's not well-loved in New Jersey. Well, his record in New Jersey is marginally better than Bobby Jindal's in Louisiana, but... We saw what happened to him a couple of weeks right. ago. Right, and even if Christie were, through some miracle of the Christmas spirit, to receive the nomination, there's a whole bunch of Republicans who would never vote for him simply because of the hurricane-related arm around Obama. There's yeah. still people who, that's like a craw, you know, that sticks in my craw. I can't believe he did that. Right. And that's if- a human gesture from one beleaguered guy to another concerned guy, you know, what? <laughs> And, of course, he did it on, you know, right before the actual presidential election in 2012 and was roundly criticized by mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, you know, those types, um, the talking heads of AM radio, which is at the heart, I believe, of many of our problems regarding 
One of the other things I wanted to mention today, which of course is the beginning of the climate Indeed, uh, yeah. summit uh, in Paris, I think that it, uh, the country of France is to be commended uh, despite all of the additional security required because of whatnot um, in, in proceeding forward with this summit. But it's interesting that misinformation about climate change, and this is uh, from a New York Times editorial about climate change, is distressingly common in the United States. A 2014 Yale study found that 35% of Americans believe that global warming is caused mostly by natural phenomena rather than human activity, and 34% think that there is a lot of disagreement among scientists about whether global warming is even happening. In fact, an overwhelming majority of scientists agree that climate change is here and that it is caused by humans. Uh, earlier this summer, by the way, I saw an excellent documentary called uh, Merchants of Doubt, which was an outstanding documentary about how the fossil fuel industry mm. is paying a few selected scientists to try and debunk global warming on TV uh, and in print occasionally. Uh, both of the scientists selected turn out to be rocket scientists from the Cold War. I'm a scientist. A rocket scientist. <laughs> no, you didn't say that part quiet. <laughs> but what's amazing is not only did they defend the Cold War and their work for the defense industry back in the 50s, they were hired by the tobacco companies in the 60s to debunk all the research connected with the harmful effects of smoking and using tobacco. So there's a very consistent pattern here. They're well paid. They have the um, imprimatur of expertise. I'm a scientist. I'm a rocket scientist. I don't know anything about global warming. And, of course, the, 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 the whole key in debunking the debunkers was that there are no peer-reviewed papers that support doubt about the science. Let's just look at some of the events and headlines from this year. 2015, warmest year on record. There is a drought in Brazil caused by deforestation. A city, Sao Paulo, is 20 million people, supposedly going to be out of water next year. Greenland ice is melting. If it all melts, the sea will rise 20 feet. Obama went to Alaska to witness glaciers melting. They're melting. There's a massive drought in South Africa that is probably going to create um, serious food shortages. Warmest winter on record in Alaska last year. California. Need we say more? That's been a story all year. Drought. Fires. Fires, drought. Uh, some scientists are pointing out it's the driest four-year period in California in 500 years. The, 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 there's fires and forest fires and tremendous heat in Australia. There was a heat wave in Pakistan that killed hundreds of people when it got up around 120. Um, the Merchants of Doubt documentary showed how this misinformation is created 
and how there is this false balance that the media employs to keep this so-called debate going when there is no debate. The debate at this point is what are we going to do about it? How aggressive should we become? And what are the, what are the constraints about what we're doing? And you know, one of the one of the good news stories of the year, so to speak, was last year Obama got a bilateral agreement with China about this variant situation. What's going on in China? In the major cities, the air is unbreathable. This is going on in India. These are countries where lots of coal is being burned. Well, think about how much those economies have grown since 97 and the Kyoto Accords were signed. The stipulations for each country's uh, sort of agenda for how to scale back was scaled to what their current output of carbon emissions were at that time. Those countries have just exploded with carbon emissions. And it's also well documented, by the way, that the sea is rising. Uh, We have cities here in the United States, specifically Norfolk, Virginia, Miami, Florida, where when the tide comes in, it's bringing seawater into these cities on the streets. We have Pacific Islanders noting the disappearance of where they live. They're actually going to have to abandon the ship in a couple of years. They're going to be the first victims. Uh, We have the largest tornado, or excuse me, hurricane on record hitting Mexico a couple of weeks ago. Luckily, it hit in a relatively unpopulated area, so the human devastation was minimal. I don't know how much more evidence we need. Uh, It's there. And, of course, the problems are that the United States has already, a political party in the United States has already said, we're not ratifying this. We're not going to agree to these protocols. We have Putin, another uh, obstructionist in the the, uh, pursuit of uh, common humanity's goal to reduce uh, greenhouse gases, uh, um, saying, well, we need to drill for more oil and natural gas. There are solutions. We can plant more trees. We must restore the, the forests of Indonesia and uh, Brazil, where massive clear-cutting is occurring in the Amazon rainforest to do what? To grow beef. <laughs> we got a bunch of cowpokes down there in Brazil, and this is beginning to affect the climate in Brazil. These ecosystems need to be protected and when the world needs to come up with these solutions in which maybe richer countries kick in some money. By the way, I'm very skeptical of carbon taxation. I just think that is just not going to work. you got to th- come up with things that are going to work. And Mitch McConnell, there is no war on coal. Utility companies are getting rid of coal for economic reasons and for environmental reasons. And natural gas is more efficient. And I don't know what's going to happen if the seas go up by 20 by twenty uh, <clears throat> feet, but I know uh, many of our coastal cities are not going to survive that sort of 
climate change. A front page story uh, in October 28th, New York Times showing a river being created in the Greenland ice sheet. It's a beautiful picture. Shows a nice blue river cutting a, a channel um, through the ice sheet that's melting. It then has a chart showing all of these gigantic holes uh, in the Greenland uh, ice glacier mass sinkholes are also called moulins. That's spelled M-O-U-L-I-N-S. Sprinkled all over this area where uh, research is being done on the retreating glaciers of Greenland. I mean, this is the physical evidence. This is the earth and the material of which it's made itself responding to the laws of physics. Yes, There's chemistry. Nothing to deny here. This is, you know, if you drop a glass, it breaks. If you allow the temperature to continue to rise at such a rate, the polar caps begin to melt. And here we see the tangible evidence. So uh, another form of mental illness, perhaps, um, on the part of some, but obviously it's another uh, corporate uh, attempt to buy an alternate reality through their paid shills uh, reiterating a feigned skepticism, because I don't think that any of these so-called scientists who say, well, there's uh, some doubt out there, they can't be that intellectually dishonest. I mean, they have to realize at the end of the day when they're cashing their checks, like, well, I'm lying, but I'm getting some good money for it, so I guess my kids are going to be okay, uh, short term anyway. And, of course, individuals can do their own thing to help out, but that's not enough. We need concerted uh, macro solutions to this problem. I've never been one to advocate nuclear power, uh, simply for the reason that you then have another problem. Mm -hmm. You have, even though nuclear power can reduce, quote, greenhouse gases, it creates nuclear waste. So, Well, here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, we're certainly against nuclear waste. And uh, probably, like many people in our listening area, think that there should be more uh, incentives given to uh, researchers and developers who are exploring the... Uh, possibilities of renewable resources, some interesting uh, developments in uh, new batteries with the capacity to store solar energy for use overnight. Of course, you may or may not know this, but it's cheaper to use electricity overnight. So do your laundry and your drying at night while you're, you know, just before you go to bed. Sure. It's cheaper to do that. Um, but we're about out of time. So... So do stay tuned uh, here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, Yazoo City Calling. Coming up next, we'd like to thank Andrew for engineering once again this evening. Uh, I'm sure the down-home blues are raring to go. Take it away. Sometimes paranoia is a hipster's disease. Yeah, like I, I was at a party once, you know, in the cemented park out in front of the UN building. You know, and I got drugs, so I split. Then I walked over to 2nd Avenue and 40th, and, uh, and I went to this little restaurant, you know, in Needix or Rikers or something. Then I, and I, and I, I ordered a bowl of jello, you know, with milk, raspberry. I mean, raspberry jello. And, and it was great, so I ordered another bowl. But halfway through my third bowl of raspberry jello, 
I realized that if I ordered another bowl, the counterman would call the cops, you know. There's this nut eating jello, looks funny to me, better come over and pick him up. You know, so I split, you know, I got in the wind very carefully. So uh, 